Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Sugar Shane Caldwell, and it's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We're going with the two games on Saturday. We're going to break this down, uh, the two-game slates on DraftKings and FanDuel. We have a separate show for the Sunday two-game slate. And if you watch both shows together, Shane, and you want to play a full weekend slate, then hopefully this will prepare everybody for that. Yeah, especially on DraftKings, they got really big contests for the four-game one, which is fun. And then FanDuel is really focusing, you know, they have a four-game, but they're focusing on the Saturday slate versus Sunday slate, big contest there. So either way you look at it, you're going to be able to use this information, really find an edge and, you know, get an inside, in-depth look at the way we think these games are going to play out and how that affects it. Because um, there's always traps of certain, you know, certain players you want to chase and certain matchups that you think are going to go exactly the same as they did before. And then uh, one thing we know about the NFL that you get surprised every single week. So we're trying to predict those surprises ahead of time and, and translate that to good DFS plays. That's right. So we're going to go game by game and team by team within each game, as we always do. And the general theme here for the weekend is that the number three and number four seeds in both conferences have lost. So we've got one against six, and two against five in both conferences. And the one versus six matchups are the bigger spreads. Those number one teams have been home resting. They are the best teams in the conference. So they have the big spreads. And then the two and the five seed games are both closer matchups. And we've got one of each on both slate, both slates. So starting on Saturday, we're going to go with the Rams and the Packers to kick things off at 4.35 p.m. Eastern. And the Packers are that number one seed in the NFC with a seven-point uh, edge on betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. Over-under here is 45-and-a-half. In terms of the injury news, John Walford has been ruled out after that nasty hit he took against Seattle. So Jared Goff, a chance to get his team one step closer to the Super Bowl again, but he's got to uh, go through Green Bay to do it. Uh, Cooper Cup is also questionable. He got banged up with the knee, bursitis, uh, so hopefully he'll be back out there. And on the Green Bay side, they are they are rested up. They're in, they're in pretty good shape in terms of health. So, Shane, break down this first matchup of the weekend for us. Yeah, when I was looking at this matchup for the Rams, I, obviously I don't really like the matchup going into Green Bay. Uh, I don't like the Rams' offense that much. There's a few plays there, but I'll, I'll explain why. Um, I was thinking about, uh, you know, obviously Cam Akers has been getting a ton of volume for the Rams and he looks like a great play. He's a high volume play. Um, so Cam Akers will be on the radar for me, um, but I could make an argument to fade him. Let's say if you were looking at maybe the four game slate, the two game slate, I can see, you know, you might fade him if you're doing multiple lineups, but he's a guy. But the reason why is, you know, the Rams are really good at that outside outside zone power run scheme. They've been really great at that high volume. And I remember watching the game in week 16 when the Tennessee Titans went into Green Bay. And I believe that was a week we faded Derek, uh, Derek Henry. I think that was one of those weeks his price was way up. We didn't really like the game script going in there, but they were running that defense. Green Bay was where they crowd the line. They had like five defensive linemen and they had, you know, eight or nine guys in the box. And I was like, how are they able to get away with that without, you know, in that case, Ryan Tannehill getting them right. And yeah, that case, was the Jared snow Goff. game. 
yeah, it was a snow game. But it wasn't just the weather. It was the way they schemed it. And I, I believe Henry approached, you know, his 28 to 30 carries, and, he, and, he, and he, they held him under 100 rushing yards. So my point is, very similar scheme, power running scheme. Obviously, Henry's probably even more talented and powerful than Cam Akers. So Green Bay matches up well against them, is my point. So Green Bay will, can use a similar game script. They can crowd the line of scrimmage and use a bunch of big guys up front and essentially just run blitzing, and they will they will attack the run on the way to the quarterback. They I always talk about Green Bay, really tough pass rush. They get pressure up the middle, but they have Zadarius and Preston Smith on the outside. That's going to cause a lot of issues for the Rams, uh, for Jared Goff. He's not, he doesn't do well under pressure. Now, how can they get away with that? They have really good cover corners. You know, you got Kevin King on the outside. You got Zaire Alexander, number one rated corner out there. They got good. They got good cover safeties. Good, good scheme there. So I think that they can get away with crowding the line of scrimmage, getting a ton of pressure, and uh, covering these guys one on one, and pretty much shutting down the the Rams passing attack. And you got the Rams going into a cold environment, and you got uh, Jared Goff with the you know kind of questionable you know thumb injury doesn't do well under pressure. So Cam Akers is like, a, for me, a volume play. He's getting more involved in the passing game, so he might be able to catch some passes. That's good there. Um, but I don't think he's going to have a huge ceiling game. And I'm looking at Cam Akers as probably one of the highest-owned guys on all these slates because people know that the matchup on paper, if you just look at the Green Bay, it says that it's one of the best matchups, um, and Cam Akers is pretty cheap. So if you look at it, it's you know it says the, the Packers are rated really low against the run. But you're, that's not factoring in the individual matchup and the game plan and the schemes and the strengths and weaknesses here. So that's why I think it's not as good a matchup as it looks like on paper. And I think they will shut. They will mostly limit Cam Akers here. So that's why you know I, I'm looking to fade him in some lineups. Uh, other than that, I think the other best best matchup if Cooper Cup is healthy. If we feel like he's pretty good going into the game, he's a good matchup because he's going to get and uh, Chandon Sullivan the slot corner which, you know, gives up quite a few passes out of the slot. That's a better matchup than, you know, Robert Woods going up against Zaire Alexander, for example. Um, so I, I would take a look at Cooper Cup. I do like him because um, they got to try to move the ball somehow. And those quick passes that Cooper Cup would work would work well against Green Bay. And if you want to go GPP only and you want to get different, just because I think this guy's going to be super low, and you could go with like Tyler Higby, probably their best receiving tight end. He hasn't done anything lately. He's been pretty bad. But I think you can you can uh, pass the ball against Green Bay. They're also rated really high against the tight end, but they haven't really played a lot of good a lot of good tight ends this year. So you know because the co- the coverage on the corners are really good uh, against the wide receivers, they might game plan Tyler Hippie open more. So that's where he would be a GPP low own type guy. So so like like I like I said here, I'm not that excited about the Rams because I think Green Bay matches up the, against them really well, and I think that game plan will be similar to when they when they really limited Tennessee in that game. And I think Tennessee's even better than the Rams offense as well. So that, that's where I'm at for the Rams side here. Are you about the same? Or are you kind of like going to go with the crowd, which in my opinion, the crowd's going to say fire up Cam Akers. He's the best high volume play here. I want to fire up Cam Akers. And I think it, yeah. you, you make a great point in terms of the game plan and the scheme. Well, you know, one difference for me is that uh, Cam Akers is not eight or 9,000 or 10,000 like Henry. So yeah. he's a lot more affordable. I mean, 5,700 on DraftKings is terrific. You know, he's, he's less than J.K. Dobbins. And I agree with you, but that's also going to skyrocket his ownership as well. So if you are factoring in ownership, then and that's that's my point. He's going to be super high owned. Yeah. yeah, it's just, but in terms of 
picking running backs on this slate, you have to get at least two, right? And yep. it, when we get into the Packers side, we're going to talk about how Aaron Jones is facing a tremendously difficult matchup. And the Bills running backs are going to face a very tough matchup. So you got to pick two. And, you know, Akers, with that price, you know, I, I like him a lot. Um, and I think it would be a real GPP play to fade him. Uh, with the wide receivers, I'm right with you. Cooper Cup is he's going to be in my lineup on DraftKings if he plays. You know, his, he's a, he's a uh, PPR wizard, and he's only 5,300. I mean, wow, uh, that's a great price for him. Yeah, I know he's banged up. But, uh, again, if he goes, I, I'm going to trust that he's healthy enough to, to be close to his normal self. And Woods just has such a tough matchup with Zaire Alexander that uh, I don't really want to go there. So, um, you know, it's a, it's an interesting slate here, and we are getting into this this stretch where you're dealing with a lot of tough defenses. Yeah. So it's it's going to be a lot different here in these weekend slates than it has been all regular season, where you could cherry pick awesome matchups. So you got to take the best of what's out there, and I, I like Acres and Cup. How about on the Green Bay side? Uh, this Rams defense is tremendous, and they handled Seattle pretty easily, 10-point win. Uh, how do you think that matchup's going to work? Yeah, it's, it's a tough matchup. I mean, that we talked about last week how the Rams don't really have a, a glaring, you know, they don't have a weakness on defense, so it's really hard to attack them. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers offense is one of the most versatile offenses. They're not, like, dependent on doing one thing. They can do a little bit of everything. Um, so, you know, tough to pay up probably for Devontae Adams here. Um, you know, obviously he's going to have really tough coverage. I mean, the the Rams have great coverage everywhere, and he'll probably see a lot of Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think he can beat Jalen Ramsey on occasion, but overall the battle, I think it'll be so highly contested that Devontae Adams won't be able to pay off his high price point here. Um, so I would look to um, – so so I'm not really in love with Aaron Rodgers here. I think he will get, get it done in spots, but not enough to have high upside to win you a tournament or to – to smash value in, in, in uh, on, you know, FanDuel or DraftKings. So that's why um, I would look towards, I look towards Aaron Jones and I know it's like a, it's a brutal matchup here. Um, but I think what, what I noticed is that the Rams, yes, they are an elite defense. They haven't faced any really good running games lately. You know, they're, they're one of the top rated against the run. And if you look at the running backs, they faced, you know, like Seattle's running backs, for example, haven't been good. They face them a lot. They they face some pretty pretty poor rushing attacks in terms of offensive line and talent in the backfield. Where the Packers have a good offensive line, and Aaron Jones is really talented. And the Packers have pretty much load managed Aaron Jones, and they haven't really run him that much. You know, he doesn't a super high volume guy. But this is the type of game where they can ride him a little bit more and get him high volume. You got to protect Aaron Rodgers. You can't just drop back and pass the ball against this really tough coverage and against Aaron Donald and that awesome pass rush they have. Um, the Packers lost, you know, their starting left tackle, uh, David Bakhtiari. So there's less pass protection right there, right? So one good strategy is to run straight at Aaron Donald and company and to try to get Aaron Jones in space, who's a dynamic running back, who's, you know, got great balance and speed. He's used to running in this, on this, in the cold weather, you know, on this grass field in Lambeau. So my point is, I think that the game plan will dictate that Aaron Jones is heavily involved in the game plan more than he has in the regular season. And even though it's a tough matchup, the talent will prevail. In, in my opinion, here, 
Um, and I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a threat there for still them to pass the ball. Where on the Rams side, I don't really look at uh, Jared Goff as that big of a threat like Aaron Rodgers, right? So the Packers can do a little bit of everything. They can occasionally hit you on the deep pass. Well, the Rams prevent that, but they can hit you with Green Bay can hit you with short passes and they can pass to Aaron Jones and, and run the ball quite a bit with him. So I, I like Aaron Jones here, and I think that it's a tough matchup, but I think he'll get it done. Um, he's a great playmaker. Um, other than that, I don't really like the Green Bay wide receivers, and I'm probably not going to be heavily invested in Aaron Rodgers either. So I think you could, you, if you want to be a little contrarian, you could go with Robert Tungian just because if you look right above him, you're going to be looking at you know guys like Mark Andrews and Kelsey. They're going to be super high owned for good reason. And if you look right below him, you know we'll talk about other guys that are right below him that are high owned. So that leaves Tungian in, in no man's land. And, and what I mean by that is super low owned tight end that has like you know, one to two touchdown upside and could get, you know, 40, 50 yards. So I think Tungian could be a sneaky tight end play. Um, again, Rams pretty good against tight ends, but like Green Bay's defense, they uh, haven't faced that many good tight ends either. Just a bunch of teams that don't really throw to the tight end. So those are the two guys I'm looking at for Green Bay. So as you can see, not heavily invested in this game on either side. Um, in terms of the first analysis and something, unless something changes in the next few days, I'm not heavily invested in it. Yeah, I'm going to be more invested in game two also. And with the Packers, Tunyon is a consideration for me as well. He's probably the number one pass target that I would consider. But I love Mark Andrews' spot here on this slate. So for me, if I'm going to play Tunyon, it's going to be in a two-tight end situation. I don't think he's enough in terms of savings from Andrews to, to justify going there. He's he's certainly found a knack for getting in the end zone, though. So he could he could easily pay off value. They you know, Rodgers is so talented. It's not like the Rams are going to hold him under 100 yards passing. You know, he's going to get some production. And I think Tunyon is uh, a decent option there. Um, but I just, I'm just really impressed with this Rams, Rams defense. So I really don't want much, much exposure to the Green Bay offense. I don't really like the Aaron Jones situation. I mean, I, I, I hear you with the talent. I hear you with more volume. And I hear you that he's more likely to be involved in the passing game than Cam Akers. But uh, here's a question for you. Aaron Jones is more expensive than Akers on both sites by, you know, 1,000, uh, 800 to 1,000 or so. Would you rather play pay up and play Jones than Akers here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just because you, you got to remember the game script too here. Green Bay should be in a lead in, in the lead in this game. They're at home. Their implied total is a, is a lot more. They're seven-point favorites in a fairly low-scoring game, so that makes a big difference there. So I think just the probability of Aaron Jones scoring a touchdown is much higher than Cam Akers. And just like I said, I I, I agree. I mean, there's a reason why Cam Akers is going to be one of the highest-owned players. I just think that people are forgetting that Green Bay's personnel, uh, they have great personnel in, in schemes to be able to shut down this type of offense. Um, like I said, that's why I compared it to like Tennessee, who was also one of the top offenses in the league. Right. Mm. So I, I just think that uh, you'll look at that game plan. It tells you everything you need to know about how they're going to approach this. And it's not like Green Bay doesn't know that El the Rams are going to come in there with a heavy dose of Cam Akers. They know that. I'm just saying I think they have the, the personnel to, to shut down Cam Akers. You know, he's still a rookie. I mean, I know he's been excellent. I, I You know, he's been impressive. I just think that they're going to shut him down. And I think it's uh, Green Bay's, you know, I think they're just going to be in the lead because, again, Aaron Rodgers is going to figure out a way to score. 
and they're going to be in the lead and it's not going to be a good situation and the Rams are going to get into desperation mode and have to have to pass and Cam Akers might you know he'll catch a couple balls out of the backfield but I just don't I just think his likelihood of getting a touchdown or less you know so that's my that's my concern there's just the overall scoring and just the offense in general okay yeah I'm I would prefer Akers here at a cheaper price um you know you could potentially go with both guys you could pay up from Dobbins and go with Jones and we also have to wait and see what the weather is like. If it's yeah. uh, if we get some snow, then I might I might look at Jones a little bit more. But I'm I'm even considering the Rams defense. I, I don't think they should be the cheapest defense on this slate on DraftKings. I think twenty six hundred yeah. is a great price for them. I do so, like the Rams defense. So even if Green Bay is winning this game, you know they're good enough playmakers to to cause you know like those you know fumbles or you know it, random pick sixes and. And Aaron Rodgers like, whatever, I'm still going to beat you. You know what I mean? So, I mean, even if they lose, is my point, or even if you're playing some Packers players, I think you can still play the Rams defense just in terms of defensive scoring, you know, fumble recoveries and touchdown potential with the playmakers. So I I agree with you there. I like the the price on the Rams defense here. Absolutely. How about that pick six from Darius Williams last week? I mean, he just read that like a book against Russell Wilson, jumped that route, took it to the house. That guy is terrific. Uh, They they got playmakers all, all over the field. And always remember, especially in a two-game NFL slate, you often need to play a defense on one side and at least one of the skill position players on the other. And don't don't be afraid to do that. Uh, no doubt about it. All right, Shane. Well, before we get to game two, we have a tremendous offer from BetUS to share with folks. If you're into sports betting along with DFS, check this out. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at BetUS.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back, and thank you to BetUS for extending that offer to our listeners. Again, use that promo code COACHTALK, all one word. It has to be your first deposit at betus.com.pa for $149, and then we'll get you into our Discord. You'll have a membership with us all the way until April 1st. So after you make that deposit, just reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Let us know that you've done that, and we'll send you an email to get you into our Discord. And then what we do is we give out full lineups on FanDuel, a cash lineup, and then a GPP lineup. On DraftKings, we give out the coach's clipboard with highlighted core plays and pivots. And then on a two-game slate, uh, we do a a slightly different on DraftKings where we give uh, core plays. So uh, that's the situation with BetUS. If you want to grab our lineups and be a, become a member, but you're not interested in the sports betting, that's also fine. Just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and sign up for whichever length of membership you want. You can just try us for a week or a month, 
or you can get that 149 package uh, and not deal with BetUS. Just go straight through our website, dfscoachtalk.com. All right, Shane, let's get to game two here on the Saturday slate. And this one is the closer matchup on paper in terms of the spread at BetUS in this 2-5 matchup. The Bills are favored uh, on their home field by 2.5. Over-under is a little bit higher here at 50. And we've got uh, Marcus Peters questionable for the Ravens, but we think he'll play. On the Bills' side, we've got Zach Moss out. uh, And we've learned that Diggs and Beasley have just been removed from the injury report. So uh, Buffalo looking good with their wideout core. All right, Shane, take us through the 815 kickoff matchup. Yeah, I mean, you got Baltimore going into Buffalo. Yeah, two and a half point underdogs here. Um, you know, I'm kind of leaning still more towards the Buffalo side here uh, in this matchup. But in terms of the Baltimore offense, um, I'm not really that high on Lamar Jackson. I mean, I love Lamar Jackson. I love the dual threat, the fact he can get over 100 rushing yards. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, his accuracy leaves something to be desired. And I think that the Buffalo Bills are just so good at shutting down. They're pretty good at shutting down passing games. They have good coverage, you know, pretty decent pass rush. And um, you've seen that Lamar Jackson wasn't really that effective through the air against like the Tennessee Titans, who aren't really not that great against the pass compared to Buffalo last week. So I just think that uh, Buffalo, their defense and the way they play, I think that they match up pretty good against the Baltimore Ravens offense here in terms of being able to shut down the passing game and uh, and then being able to limit, hopefully, the uh, the upside of Lamar Jackson. I'm saying hopefully because if, if I fade Lamar Jackson, hopefully they can limit it, right? But, you know, so he might still be able to get, you know, 80 rushing yards, but I just don't think he's going to be that effective in the passing game. And I so I think that uh, you can run the ball on Buffalo. So I do like J.K. Dobbins here. Uh, obviously, he's going to get you know pretty good amount of volume. I know he kind of splits with Gus Edwards, which is a guy that you usually like quite a bit. It is tough because they are almost a 50-50 split, but I prefer Dobbins still paying up for him. Pretty good matchup, but again, because I think Buffalo's coverage schemes are so good and Baltimore doesn't have that many wide receiver threats, I think they'll be able to handle guys like Marquise Brown and really crowd the light of scrimmage and put a lot of pressure on Lamar Jackson you know, and turnovers and stuff. So I actually like Buffalo's defense here as well. Um, so I think that uh, they, they will be able to limit it a little bit. But uh, J.K. Dobbins, the one guy with volume, I think can get the job done here. He's just not my top play. And probably my top play from Baltimore would be Mark Andrews because I think Buffalo is so good at defending on the outside. But, uh, you know, you know Lamar Jackson already loves to throw it in the middle. And I think the best mismatch down the middle is Mark Andrews against the Buffalo linebackers and safeties here. So so that's my main target is J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews here uh, on the Baltimore side. Uh, Marquise Brown, don't really like the matchup, how they defend the outside. You'll probably see a lot of Tredavious White, so I'm not really loving that. Um, I don't think I don't really need to go down to Gus Edwards just because you just never know how many carries he's going to get, even though he is super effective. I mean, he averages over five yards a carry, but you don't know. You don't know how good this offense is going to be able to move on them. So it's a pretty high over-under. I'm just not loving the Baltimore side here. So I don't know. Maybe you like the Baltimore side more than me because I'm kind of down on it. I do. So what happened? Okay. You, they were your Super Bowl pick back in yeah, the summer. I know. Yeah, well, I think that the this Buffalo team's a little bit too hot for me right now okay. in the way the teams match up. So I still respect Baltimore. I still think they're a good team, and I think they still have a chance to win this game. I just – don't like the way I see the game playing out for for DFS here as okay. much. So uh, well, maybe you're like you like Lamar Jackson, or are you just liking the more guys in general. 
I do. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. It, it'll be it'll be fun to hear your breakdown of the the Bills situation. You obviously like their offense. Yeah. Um, I I do like the Ravens here. I'm I'm going to pick them to win. Um, you know, I agree with you that Lamar still has limitations in the passing game, no doubt about it. But this is a good matchup. You know, you can run against Baltimore, uh, the Bills. They did a pretty good job um, last week against Jonathan Taylor. So I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, Ravens have a great rushing attack. So I, I like Lamar here. I, and I like Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I like all three of them. Um, and it's a, it's a tough decision. It depends on how you build your lineup. I, I, I'll, I'll go with both um, in some lineups. I will use both, and I'll, I'll use each of them by themselves. You know, last week was a perfect example of why I like Gus Edwards. Dobbins got nine carries for 43 yards. Gus Edwards had eight carries for 38, and he was much cheaper. You know, the difference was Dobbins got in the end zone. And that could happen again. You know, he's going to get opportunities in the red zone. But Gus Edwards is as well. And, you know, the game stalled when uh, Baltimore was driving and Gus was out there, and he very easily, if they had a little bit more time, could have could have gotten in the end zone. So uh, I, I like all those guys as options. And, uh, and then Mark Andrews, I agree, is the one guy that I really like in that passing attack. Great matchup. We saw what uh, the Colts did last week. We were all over Jack Doyle. Remember that against the Bills? And he had oh, yeah. seven catches for oh, 70 yards oh. and a touchdown. Yeah, he, all their yeah. tight ends. I think they had like, like like 12, 14 catches and like 150 yards just for the tight end position. So yeah, that's right. Burton had <laughs> three catches for 34, and Mo Ali Cox was out there too. So oh, yeah. they had over 10 catches, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. So Mark Andrews, yep. uh, you know, he's going to be locked into my lineups for sure. Definitely. All right, talk to us about the Bills side here, Shane, and how you think Josh Allen is going to lead this team to victory. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh Allen's he's right up there right now with Patrick Mahomes in terms of the quarterbacks that are hot and that can just, just hit you in so many different ways. I mean, when he improved his accuracy and the deep throw, he can he can throw the short pass, he can run around and get and get you. He uh, Pressure doesn't seem to bother him as much because he's big and he's still pretty fast and a physical quarterback. So... And he's got great weapons that seem to be rounding into form in ter- terms of being healthy, great scheme, great creativity. So, again, I, I respect the Baltimore defense, but I don't think the personnel in the way they play matches up good against Baltimore. Uh, what I notice is that the Ravens rely on their cover corners, which sometimes can get, get burned pretty bad. They rely on their pass rush and their cover corners. They play mostly man coverage. And here's what you notice is that – that Josh Allen has just been lighting up man coverage all 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 year. He has 19 passing touchdowns against man coverage, which is primarily what Baltimore uh, runs, 8.8 yards per attempt against man coverage, which is good. Um, and then his leading, you know, his best pass target, uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, leads the league in targets, catches, and yards against man coverage, and he has a 36% target share against man coverage. So I just think that these – the Baltimore, I think that the Buffalo wide receivers are going to be able to beat the coverage, and I think the pass rush from Baltimore isn't going to bother Josh Allen as much because of his mobility and his ability to make off-script plays and run. So those man coverage guys are going to have to going to have to cover more. Also, Baltimore is one of the top blitzing teams uh, in the league. And what do you think I'm going to say about Josh Allen against the blitz? Right, he's awesome <laughs> against the blitz. He's one of the top guys. Against the Blitz, 18 passing touchdowns for Josh Allen against the Blitz this week, this this year. So what I'm saying is that Josh Allen's already hot. This matchup lends to some of his strengths. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some plays where Baltimore stops him. But overall, over the course of four quarters, he's going to get them, I think, 
with some big plays, and that's what we're looking for for DSF, DFS upside. And also, by the way, they're they're one of their best power like goal line backs. You know, Moss is out. What do I say about Josh Allen? Like all throughout the year, I go, he's their best goal line back, right? So so he has the rushing upside to get, get rushing touchdowns. Um, and then we know he has the passing upside, and he's the, he's the only guy that you know that is looking like you know that type of dual threat where he's really good in the run game and the pass game, especially this pass matchup here. So I just think that you can pair him with Diggs, um, and that's a great uh, great matchup for him. And uh, I think this could be a bounce back spot for John Brown. I mean, I'll admit it, he burned me last week because I did like playing him as a low owned guy last week, and he he really. You know, the thing is, he didn't end up connecting on some of those deep shots, but he did run a ton of routes. He ran more routes than anyone on the team. And they're going to eventually hit on one of those deep routes there with John Brown. He's a speed guy. So that's what I'm looking at is big upside. He, he can catch a couple underneath balls, and then all he needs to hit is one deep shot, which I think that's what he's going to do. I think he's going to hit a deep shot for a touchdown here for John Brown. And then, of course, you got the technician in there, a little Cole Beasley. You know, tough matchup in the slot, you know, against uh, Marlon Humphreys, but Cole Beasley seems like he's uncoverable. You know, that guy's so quick in and out of his breaks. So he's just got all these weapons at his disposal, and you got your high-end guy in digs. Um, that's a leverage play off the expensive guys and the other expensive guys in the slate, like Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill, for example. And then you got your cheap guys in Cole Beasley and John Brown, and you can even pair him with their, who's going to be their lead back now is Devin Singletary. Cause if I think this offense is going to move the ball and score a lot, then Devin Singletary should be involved. And he's typically not a guy that gets a lot of touchdowns, but maybe this is the game. If not, he's going to be involved in the running and the passing game, and they can run those little draw plays and really get him in space. He's a little, he's a quick little guy. So, um, so as you can see, I really like the Bills, the Bills offense here uh, to roll. And like I said, I respect Baltimore, but I don't think they match up well against against what the strength of Josh Allen is. And I just think that this is the best, this is the toughest matchup they faced in a long time. And I think Josh Allen is just, is nearly unstoppable right now. That's just, that's the way I look at him. Uh, excellent breakdown. I like it. Uh, you, you know, you look at the connections with his receivers and, you know, he didn't connect with Brown for, you know, four targets. It didn't work out. Uh, if he does hit him on a big one, then, um, you know, Brown will be in a good spot to pay off his price. But he was really in tune with the other guys. Beasley, seven targets, seven catches. Uh, Davis, four targets, four catches. And he's always in tune with uh, Diggs. I mean, what a tremendous season he's had. So I I like Diggs here, and I can certainly see another one of those receivers paying off value. And, Alan, um, I can't really argue with you. Uh, So... It's just that I think I like Lamar a little bit better, but uh, you know I'll, I'll, I'll build a lineup or two with with Allen. You just look uh, like the safety of the the rushing upside, obviously I, the dual threat. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, see that. Yep. 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 Um, but no, I you know it's not like I, I could see Allen outscoring Lamar Jackson for sure. He has been absolutely tremendous, uh, but I, I guess I fear the Ravens' defense more still than the Bills' defense. So um, that's why I lean with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, Devin Singletary will certainly get more volume and he's going to be more popular and it makes a lot of sense. Um, But, hey, this could be the perfect GPP option for Gus Edwards on the other side because he's 300 cheaper on DraftKings, 400 cheaper on FanDuel. So I I think uh, Singletary will be highly owned. And I think uh, Gus Edwards is a nice pivot in that game in terms of running backs. Shane, it's hard to believe, but it's the end of the slate here. That's our two game Saturday slate. 
we are uh, hope you will also check out our Sunday show, the two game slate, and uh, certainly invite you to to join us as members. Like we said, there's there's two ways to join the BetUS route. Uh, use that promo code Coach Talk, or just come straight in from dfscoachtalk.com, our website. If you have any questions, find us on Twitter at dfscoachtalk. You can find Shane at det sports Shane. I'm at Language Olympic, and the coach is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. So that'll do it for the Saturday show. Thank you for all your support. Hit, hit like and subscribe on YouTube if you could so you know when the other podcasts post. Hit that alert button, and uh, make sure you check out our NBA podcasts as well. Those are going up seven days a week right now, and our new schedule is to post those at about uh, 2 o'clock Eastern time uh, before every NBA slate. So. Thank you all for tuning in on behalf of the DFS Coach Talk team and Shane Caldwell. I am Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.